Welcome back to Season 3, Episode 2 of The Booth Review. I'm Aiden Murphy, special guest, but I'm with the hosts, um, Nathan King and Brandon Higley. Yeah. What's up? What's up? How's it going? Uh, thank you for the intro, uh, special guest. Obviously, Aiden Murphy out here today. Uh, today, we're going to be talking about some NFL honors because it was just announced uh, some robbery. Uh, so, Brandon will probably have a lot to say about, you know, TJ Watt and Miles Garrett. Uh, we have some Super Bowl predictions will probably come out on here. Some NBA trades, which I have on here. So I want... A lot of NBA trades today. Yeah, only a few that are worthwhile. Yeah, a None lot of them the are scrubs, yeah. Yeah, that's why I only have like three or four written down. But, uh, yeah, that's kind of what I have. It's not a lot this week, I don't think. But we'll, we'll make it worthwhile. Yeah. So Long hiatus since our last episode. Like two weeks. It's been like two weeks. It's two, three weeks. Yeah, Brandon's never in town anymore. He wants to go back to the Hubberville, so. <laughs> yeah. Hubs. Hubs legend. Yeah, go go Hubs. Um, So first off, I'll start with uh, just Super Bowl predictions with how you guys are feeling with uh, 49ers Chiefs, you know, um, Sunday. So, yeah, me, me personally, I'm rooting for the Raiders. I'm sorry, the 49ers (laughs) hard, not the Raiders. I'm rooting for the 49ers very hard. Um, With that being said, though, I'm going to go with the Chiefs because they just, they're going to pull it out. I feel like Mahomes is going to. Mom's going to have an underwhelming Super Bowl, I feel like. He's not been great in the playoffs, hasn't thrown for a lot of yards. I think he had 170 last against the Eagles, I think last time. So, I'm going to go I'm going to go with the Chiefs. I'm I think it's going to be close game but not close enough, 24-17. Yeah, um so I'm going to go with the Chiefs here as well and just because Niners never they always have talent, they never seem to actually get it done in the Super Bowl. Uh, and it's been a kind of recurring theme, like NFC Championship, Super Bowl. They just never seem to have it. So I'm going to say that Chiefs are going to win 28-24. Uh, some stats to throw out. Uh, Joe Thune is likely to be ruled out. But uh, the Chiefs are eighth in postseason yards per game, second in defensive yards per game. Uh, the 49ers are fifth in offensive and ninth in defensive. Uh, but it's been the Chiefs' defense that has really gotten it done, for the most part, with the offense lagging out uh, oftentimes. So I think that... You know, I think the Chiefs are going to get done, especially with Mahomes. Uh, they both have a plus-two turnover differential, but the Chiefs have one more game, so it's not as impressive, I don't think. Mm-hmm. So, Yeah. Um, I'm also going to the Chiefs. Chiefs sweep here on the panel. Um, I don't think it's a smart idea to bet against Mahomes or Andy Reid in the Super Bowl. Um, like, two of the big things that people like to talk about in postseason football is defense, winning championships, and quarterback play and that i think is what the chiefs excel at the most they have the best quarterback on the planet um that's not going to change for a while and their defense has been playing like a top tier defense also um obviously the niners have a lot more weapons than some of the teams they've faced but i think there is a recipe to make brock Purdy uncomfortable and i wouldn't count the chiefs out on making that happen sunday so i'm gonna go chiefs like 28-17, 28-17, yeah. pretty handily. And hopefully we jinxed it with all of us saying it. Hopefully, yes. <laughs> yeah. On uh, the flip side of that, too, if <clears throat> Brock Purdy wins the Super Bowl, I don't think anybody can talk any trash about yeah, him. Yeah, I think narrative anymore. has changed a little bit. I get he has all the talent around him, but, I mean, you look at guys like Jalen Hurts had all the talent around him. He didn't end up getting it done, but you have, like, Joe Burrow who has, you know, some of these weapons, and you have them making Super Bowls and stuff, but you don't have these guys getting it done. If Brock Purdy can win this, it definitely will change that narrative. Yeah, and, like, I'm not saying Purdy is not a good quarterback. I think he is a very good quarterback. But, like, he's not on the tier of the guys where there's nothing you can do to beat the guy yeah. when they're on, like a Josh Allen, like a Pat Mahomes. I'll even throw Lamar Jackson into that category because when he's on, he's so difficult to stop and contain. Brock Purdy, there is a recipe. Obviously, mm-hmm. we've seen it before. Uh, Jalen Hurts – Everybody found out the recipe how to beat Jalen Hurts. Yeah. So I think the recipe actually, I, I will argue with here a little bit. You said with Josh Allen's on, you know, no one can find the recipe to beat him. The recipe normally is McDermott forgets how to coach a defense, and the yeah. defense forgets how to stop. So I will say the recipe is to just uh, let Josh Allen score and end up winning in ridiculous faction, fashion. So <laughs> yeah, that's my counterpoint there. Low bills. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I definitely agree. Um, I have a hot take though. I think. I, I don't know if you guys will agree. I just think the Super Bowl is boring. Like, the actual game itself. Like, the experience is fun, but the last four or five years, it just hasn't been a fun game at all. It's always low scoring or just not it, – it's just not interesting, I feel. Yeah, like, a lot of repeat teams, you know, or repeat quarterbacks at yeah. least. Like, we saw Brady every year. Now we're starting to see Mahomes every year. Like, 
I don't know. It's kind of a it's kind of an old story. Mm. Like, and we already saw this Super Bowl matchup before. Um, I don't know, man. It's just not really appeasing to me. I don't. Know. This one in general, it's like you have you have this matchup, which you know I I don't think is the most exciting teams in my opinion. I mean, the Niners, yeah, but it's still the Chiefs yeah, really like, to me aren't that exciting. In a season where there was so much like crazy stuff that went down, yeah, and all these injuries to have. end up with these two teams at the finish line, I just I don't know, man. I don't know. It's, yeah. yeah, but then you have. Even past the football, you have Usher at the halftime. Listen, 10 years ago, I would have been like, awesome. Yeah. But yeah, this, that's the halftime show for this. They have the opening acts like Post Malone. Yeah, that could have been the halftime show. Yeah, Post so, Malone halftime show would have been cool, bro. I, I think Taylor Swift's going to get shown probably two minutes at least during this. Um, so, Is there a line out for that yet? Do we know? I, I don't know, but I would I would bet the over on whatever it yeah, is. Probably <laughs> yeah. a minute and a half would be the line, I guess. Because that's... That's a solid line, Nate. Are, yeah. you, are you in the... The bookkeepers realm? Yeah, I mean, I'm mean, i actually betting the cause... over. So, yeah. Okay. As okay. an accounting major, I actually run all the Vegas books. So. <laughs> yeah. But I think everybody – I do think everybody's tired of the, this Super Bowl specifically just because everything surrounding the Chiefs and, like, the, the offense of the 49ers. Like, it's just not a lot of flashiness over there on the quarterback side. And I feel like Tay-Tay on the other side has just been too much. And all it would have taken for me to be interested in this – is Dan Campbell not handing the 49ers the <laughs> NFC Championship yeah. Yeah. Yep. on a plate? Like, if the Lions are in the Super Bowl, man, like, I'm all in. I'll be locked in from 8 a.m. on Super Bowl Sunday. I'll be like, this is going to be fun, man, watching a team that's never been there before. But this is a recycled matchup. We've already seen it. We kind of figured at the beginning of the season, like, these are two teams that are probably going to be there. Just not a not a very exciting Super Bowl Sunday. No, there's for two, non-Chiefs and non-Niners fans. There's two things I'd say that I think the NFL like should change. One, I think, is just let the players play in the sense where I think um, penalties and such, I think that there should be much less of them called in the game. Yeah. I get certain things, and all fans are like, oh, that should be a penalty. But some, some of the things are just very nitpicky, and if they can go either way and things like that, I feel like just the NFL should be looser in the future because a lot of games this year especially were determined by that. I think and, there needs to be stricter guidelines for calls because there's a lot of games or a lot of penalties, I should say, that, yeah. like, they'll get called in certain situations and in, in some other situations they just won't throw the flag. Like, pass interference is very subjective to specific referees. Yes. It's just – it's not a fair way to uh, officiate games, in my opinion. I and, would I would love a – like, a, a referee – press conference after the game yeah i mean they to hold need to be held accountable too yeah. man with all the fines that the players are getting and you never see these refs actually get interviewed or talked to or held hold any accountability to the results of you know some of these calls and some of these games due to you know their own doing i worked yeah. that as weird as i possibly could but i think uh i don't know it's just i just think the nfl should be more lenient i think they should change like the challenge rules like you get two challenges but if you mess up like or if you get the first one wrong you can't challenge again things like that the time i i think like the automatic review under two minutes is the dumbest thing ever too because if you're a coach and you don't recognize that you shouldn't be getting rewarded for uh i don't know like obviously it's not their fault right now because you can't challenge in the last two minutes Mm -hmm. because it's automatically reviewed but i think like they should definitely look into changing that rule. I mean, that's a hot take right now, but I don't know. There's a lot wrong with the NFL right now. Yeah. No, I, I will say this year just felt so unpolished compared to previous years. Yeah. And another thing I have to say is the last Super Bowl I actually found enjoyable was probably the Patriots-Eagles one, and I was in eighth grade at that point. Yeah. So, I, I don't know. It's just the actual game itself, just watching it, isn't that exciting. It, it just – there's so much hype around it and ends up being a boring product where both teams are kind of in over their head and it's I liked Bengals Rams, but that That one was alright. I mean that was an intriguing matchup at least. But I felt at that, that one there were a lot of bad calls against the Bengals looking back in like retrospect just Oh yeah. Definitely because of the whole Rams story and everything and Stafford getting this bowl and it's always a complete story, make the fans happy, get something that'll sell, it feels like, instead of the actual game. I know the games aren't rigged, but it does seem like there is favoritism in order to give someone kind of a little push. Yeah, like, like and the refs have it in their mind, like, okay, I got to make a big call here. Like they get pressured into these flags. Sometimes. I'll put the few uh, as a Bills fan, like when we played the Patriots like five years ago, 
Like, you know, when they had Brady and everything, those games were awful to watch. And that was because you had to beat the best team, but also beat all the calls against you. You saw things with, like, um, a lot of Eagles games this year, I feel like, were that way until later on. A lot of Chiefs games, you know, are obviously that way, I feel. And I, I like I said, I'm not, like, going to be like, oh, the NFL's rigged type fan. Because, like, a lot of Bills fans said that during the Chiefs game. I'm like, no, we just sucked. But, um, <laughs> yeah, I mean, we they, didn't, they didn't stop them one time yeah. in the second half. So, so I, but... I, I do think that there should be more accountability held to make it more of a fan product instead of more of an actual fan product instead of more of like a casual fan product is what yeah, it seems like, to be turned The NFL's to. trying to decide what we want to watch. Like I don't care if the game's high scoring or not. They just assume that everybody wants to see high flying offense in yeah. like a forty five, forty two game. I mean if the Steelers win three nothing, I'm still happy either way. Yeah. I think it's the defense in general. Um I think different products are suffering from that as well. I don't think the NHL, but I think the NBA especially has been one that's suffering from like the, the just the rule changes they've made to favor the offense to where defense, you know, is so much harder to play and if someone has a deep enough bag, you're not stopping them no matter what you do as a defender. Yeah. So. I think both defenses in the NFL and NBA have taken a hit and I think you got to make the defenses great again cuz mm. like there is no game without defense. Even baseball, I'll say baseball like the banning the shift and things like that. Yeah. They're trying to make it faster yeah. and then even pitch the, clock. Yeah, that's what I'm saying the pitch clock, uh even the how players play now it's the home run ball, you know? That's how they play NBA, it's the three ball. So it's like it's boomer bust, but it's that's all people want to see anymore. Like the casual fan, like the actual yeah. fans like us when we're watching, you know, we like seeing we like seeing like steals and things like that more small ball baseball. I assume I, I I don't know actually no, about I love you. It. I love it. Yeah, it gets okay. Me, it gets me revved. Yeah, up. I mean that's that's how the game was intended to be played. Absolutely, and NBA too. It's where it's unwatchable. So the times where I watch the players score seventy, and this sounds weird, but I'm just like I'm not impressed. Like, yeah. it it that sounds weird, but they're hacking up forty five shots. You know the just yeah. Kobe did it with real defense. Yeah, eighty two by the way. But and then Embiid and Cat now they're just they're yeah. walking to the rim. Yeah, I also will say. Um, it's crazy how different of styles the NBA and college basketball are, have become now. They're completely different sports. Yeah. No, it's, absolutely. Uh, college basketball, they still run systems and offenses. Um, they play full-court defense. It's it's so insane how much the NBA has changed into a – it's it's not a good product. The NBA, the only time I see a play run is if there's five seconds left on the clock. Yeah, and then half the time they don't even. They just give the ball to their point guard or their best player and have them hock up a three. Yeah, and that's that's normally how it does. And it's just <coughs> it's not the same product. And it's just it's so unpolished. You have these players that are the best in the world, the you know the best at what they do, and it feels like there's no foundation, no fundamentals. Like I don't even care. Like you're talking basketball. Tim Duncan, he wasn't the most exciting player to watch. Okay, throughout his career. He got stuff done because of fundamentals. Yeah. And that's exactly what it is. And you don't have that core anymore. It's just you have the flashy players, and that's what that's what's marketed, nothing else. Well, then you'll see every year there's college All-Americans <coughs> and really good uh, college basketball players that get picked in the second round and don't have a successful NBA careers yeah. because it's so hard to translate being elite at that style of basketball into the NBA it's game. Night and day. There's a, a good representation of that. Syracuse basketball. They run the t- they ran the two three for twenty five years plus, yeah. and players like that like that come out of a system like that. It's fun to watch in college. It's yeah. like high pace. It's nice to like see. And then they get to the NBA one on one. They're not used to it. They Tyler even, Ennis. Yeah, even if they're great players, they're just not. They don't adjust well to it because there's no scheme in the NBA. It's more like one on ones, go at it. And I just don't think people are liking that. Yeah, a lot of names some. Ball. Naismith College Basketball Players of the Year recently. Zach Eady last year, he didn't make the, he's still playing college basketball. For, Oscar Shibway, National Player of the Year in yep. 2022, out of the NBA. Luca Garza, bench player in the NBA. He wasn't even he wasn't even the first player drafted on his team that year. No. Obi Toppin, role player in the NBA. Yep. Um, then you got Zion and Jalen Brunson, who are pretty good NBAers. Brunson's a stud. But Frank Mason the third in 2017. He's out of the league. Buddy Heald, role player. Just Frank Kaminsky, role player. Doug McDermott, role player. Just Trey Burke, traded. role player. I think Jimmer Kami- Fredette never really got into the NBA. Well, Shanghai Shark legend. Jimmer, Jimmer's a head case. Jimmer would have translated if he didn't. Yeah, I don't know. He, the, him's, for him, it's all mental, I think. like He shows he has talent, and then as soon as he gets to the NBA, he folds. Yeah, It's yeah. funny that Kaminsky, 
I think Kaminsky's out of the league now, or he's a bench player. But he he was on one of the best college basketball teams of all time. Yeah, and that like was the a best great player Wisconsin team yeah. on that team. No, he like, was, I mean, he was the best player in college basketball that year, and he got picked like ninth to Charlotte, I believe, and then just like didn't really ever pan out. Yeah. Pan out at all. Um, one thing I will say, like hockey and stuff, I think uh, hockey in general. It hasn't been as marketable and it's kind of like fallen behind to the these other products because it's not marketed towards the casual fan i don't think compared yeah, to some which of these others hockey fans appreciate though oh hockey fans are you know die hard they obviously get really into the product but it's it's because they you know they haven't been as popular because they haven't you know made all these rules to favor offense they make it what it is that's the product and that's yeah. the game which i actually love yeah that's why i love hockey absolutely. so much but it just sucks to see that, you know, hockey's still doing well. I love watching <clears throat> hockey, but watching the NFL, like, I think it was Tom Brady that said it, that, you know, it's just not as refined, you know, and mm-hmm. the players just aren't as good. And you even see, like, you even see it with the play without these fundamentals. Uh, look at the stats this year for quarterbacks. This was terrible. Yeah, like, I mean, for example, like, how many actual good backup quarterbacks are there anymore? There's not many. Um, if you, like, I mean, try to name them. Like, uh, Mason Rudolph was pretty decent for a backup quarterback. Kyle, Kyle, Kyle Allen, Allen is I mean, usable. Yeah, but like, he's usable. He's not going to go out and win you five games. Yeah. Like, it's so like a true backup quarterback that you have full faith, okay, we're not going to really lose that much of a step. Yeah. DeVito Mania was nice for three, three weeks. But people are rooting for that now. Minshew is one of those guys. Him, Rudolph. Yeah. Minshew, I yeah. think – um, Jacoby Brissett's in that group. Very, uh, very but like underrated. other than that, dude, yeah. there's not that much. People, I mean, they thought Mitch Trubisky was a good backup quarterback. Yeah, and he is horrible. Mm-hmm. That man shouldn't have a job. Nathan no, Peter, yeah. I don't think he's in the league anymore. But he was in the league after his game and everything. He, you know, which one I'm talking about? Yeah, he was in the league another five years. Uh huh. Still getting. I think he's still backup. in the league. Is he still in the league? He's yeah. a third stringer somewhere. Yeah. I'll say like, also, I think Tyrod Taylor deserves to be in that group as well. Yep. But Teddy, Teddy Bridgewater, like yeah, Teddy Bridgewater. But like for example, like Bear there's dudes up. like Tyson Bajan, great story, decent, like not great, Division two, and he is the number two quarterback on the NFL team because there's just that much talent missing from that position right Do now. You see all these talents at like wide receiver, obviously now. Uh, I think corners are starting to get a little better. Corners but, and receivers because that's all anybody wants to play as but, a kid yeah, anymore. That's it's the product that nobody like nobody wants to be a linebacker anymore. No one wants to be a safety. Everyone wants to be quarterback, wide it's receiver. It's so hard to be corner. a linebacker yeah, safety because you're not allowed to yeah, hit. It all comes back to the defenses in all the major sports, I feel like now. It's mm-hmm. just that everybody's the, – the leagues are allowing it to be softer yeah. because of outside noise. Do you think that – like There's also a safety shortage in the NFL right now. Do you think in five years anyone's going to go into college? Say you're – Say you're coming out of high school, you're a top ten pro- or prospect, you know, athlete, and you go to like, I'll, I'll say we're we're we'll say Alabama anyway because it's the basic one, even though probably not anymore. But you're not going to be want to be a running back anymore. No, because your shelf life's four years on average, and you're not getting paid as much anymore. That's what I'm saying. You're not making any money. No one wants to be a running back, and a lot of people are thinking that way now because it's like, what am I going to do with this? I'm going to yeah. be bounced out of the league if I make it anyway. I'd be surprised if Saquon Barkley, who is a new free agent now. If he signs for anything above 15 mil. Yeah. All right, here you go. Um, so, on the age and career years of the top 20 running backs over the past four seasons, 26% were on second contracts or extensions with their original teams. Yeah. Just pitiful. Of the top 20 in the mm-hmm. NFL. That was when the NFL was at its peak, when the run game – and like all all the quarterback stuff, all the defensive stuff was just dialed in. Like two thousands, late nineties yes. was probably the yeah. peak for running backs. Uh, that's when you had Emmett Smith, Ladanian Tomlinson, yep. Adrian Peterson, those kind of cats that had longevity. Yeah. Frank Gore. Well, all these new running backs too are just they're they're built differently. They're not as bulky as they were. They're yeah. just bred now for Well, that's why you see Derrick Henry and like yeah, Najee Harris and all these guys that are really durable is because of their build. Like, And then you got uh, Jameer Gibbs. He's not going to last more than six years in the NFL. Okay. Guys like that. You want to hear that? I'm just going to read out top five. Okay, this year, top five rushers. McCaffrey had uh, 1,400 yards. Okay, 1,459. Yep. Um, 
Derrick Henry, 1,100 yards, number two. Kyron Williams missed four games, had, was number three with 1,144. Okay? And he's a smaller guy. Yeah. James Cook didn't get used until the second half of the season, 11,224, and then Swift with uh, 1,049, okay? He's a smaller and guy. And if you think about all those guys, all of them smaller, stockier human mm-hmm. beings. On rookie deals, yeah. except for McCaffrey and Henry. What I'm getting at, though, is that's the top five, okay, th- or this year. Last year, Josh Jacobs, 1,600 rushing yards. Yeah. Derrick Henry, 1538. Nick Chubb, 1525. Then you would have got to where Christian McCaffrey is right now. And then Saquon with 1312. So it's like. I mean, yeah, that's yeah. a year's leap. You know, that's what I'm saying. A year, and it's dropped hundreds of yards just like that. Quarterback play was down. Running back play was down. And yeah. a lot of that comes down to it's a, it is an offensive product, but a lot of that, they're getting down the yards by penalties. Uh, yeah. I'm so serious. But it's just, I don't know. You, it, running back usage rate is right, way down. You said backup quarterbacks are way down. It's just an unwatchable product at this point, and I don't know. And not, O-line plays horrible right now as well. O-lines are awful right now. There's literally maybe single digits of offensive lines that are good in the NFL. It's just such a sloppy year to watch. Yeah. I don't, I don't know. know. It's not It's yeah. not what it used to be. Well, I the, still love it, but... And the NFL knows like we're still going to watch it because it's the NFL yeah. and we love football. Because college is over. But the product is just not there anymore. January. Yeah. Yeah, it's, like I said, targeted to the casual fan. With consumerism, you know, us watched it, we're still going to eat it up. But it's, I mean, it just doesn't feel the same as it did before. And that's the problem I'm having now with pretty much every sport besides hockey. But yeah, hockey, And I, I know it's not rigged. I mean, obviously it's not actually rigged. Yes. But something about it just feels impure right yep. now about the NFL. No, it doesn't feel like it's anyone's game, if that makes sense. Like, it yeah. does. You see all these teams that can do anything, but at the end of the day, you know it's going to be the same four teams, whichever is handpicked, and it's always going to be these big market teams now. Or the big quarterback. Yeah. And it, I think it's it's not even – I don't even think it's a coincidence at this point. Like, you don't ever have a small market team go out and win anything now. And, I mean, Detroit was a great story and everything, but it, it's – like, I'd consider that was probably the smallest market there. But you don't have a team like someone like Buffalo is never going to make it, you know, anymore. Pittsburgh is even a smaller city in comparison to some of these powerhouses. But it's just, I don't know. It doesn't feel like it's aimed at the small market anymore. I mean, look at Vegas with some of these things. Like uh, the Golden Knights came in. I guess it's that's so, hockey. So but that's, stupid. I, I I hate expansion teams. How they yeah. get handed a playoff roster from day one. I'm not a fan of that. But that's a whole different. I'll story. I'll say baseball's the biggest one right now, where they're pushing Yankees. They're pushing the Yankees, the Mets, and Dodgers. Yeah. yeah. Funny Those, thing about that, I saw this today. I don't know if you guys did. The season um, season opener opening ticket for the Dodgers is $275. That's the cheapest ticket. And the A's, the Oakland A's, is a buy one, get one free deal. <laughs> so smaller I think the Marlins is are, like 20 bucks too. They play yeah. the Pirates for the home opener yeah. down there. There's a lot of other stuff going on with the A's, but smaller markets are getting – thrashed right now. God, basically, I, I don't even know if I want to watch this year. It's, I, I don't know. This year just proved me, like, before I was always saying, like, they need to have a salary cap. But after this year, it's just, or, well, this offseason free agency, I'm just like, it, it needs to happen sooner than later because this product is becoming, you know, yeah, these teams spending $60 million a year compared to these Well, now you've got well, teams like the Dodgers deferring the money, like, yeah, 13, 15 years down the road. That's not fair. Yeah. They need to put a rule on that where like, you can't, I mean, if Shohei Otani wants to accept the $2 million salary per year, yeah. that's his problem. But don't report that they're paying him all this money when they're actually not. They're paying him $2 million a year because they pushed all the money to a year where he's not even going to be playing yeah, anymore. Because he can live off sponsorships and anything regardless. He's you know biggest star in Japan by far. So the sponsorships that he has over there, like he doesn't need this money. And he's getting – I mean – it's just not fair now because how much is his contract? How much is he getting paid at the end? $680 million. Yeah, it's a, it's a, a $700 million, or no. Yeah, sorry. It's a $700 million contract. 680 is getting deferred after 10 years. Yeah, and we're all business majors. We know $680 million now is a lot different than $680 yeah. million dollars in 10 years. I got years. it right here. 10 years, $700 million, but the Dodgers deferring $680 million yeah. until after the yeah, contract right. expires in 2033. That's what I'm saying. He'll live off his new balance um, – Deal, like dealership thing, he's he's probably making ten. Well, then there's this also. Once the contract expires, Otani can move outside of California and not have to uh, get taxed yeah. on any of that money. The only thing I wow. The only thing I saw about that, Japan has higher tax rate than K- 
California. Yeah, so I'm probably going to Texas move, or Florida. Move Texas or Florida. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe maybe he'll he'll move out to Delaware for a year, get that money. Yeah. I'm serious. They don't tax like the yeah. tax. That's why so many companies are starting there. But it's uh, like I said, inflation. It's not going to be worth the same amount today. Like that, they're saving so much money oh, yeah. just by doing that. And then does that also like will they not be going over like the uh, luxury? Oh, tax they will now? for sure. No, they they like, are. How's that work? They they'll defer all their contracts in 2033. Yeah, they'll, they'll pay for years. Yeah, they'll pay a fine at the end. Okay, and they'll lose their first round pick. Yeah. But for teams like care. that, it doesn't matter. Yeah, I don't know. It's it just doesn't seem baseball doesn't seem genuine anymore because nobody's building a farm. It, like, yeah, you don't have many teams, small market teams, yes, building a farm, but you don't have these big teams try, even trying on draft picks or even trying to build. No, teams they naturally. pretty much just take a shot I in do, the dark. I do think though, in the MLB, there's more anomalies. Like we saw this year with the Diamondbacks. Yeah, I feel like there is anomalies that could happen, but it is being becoming saturated with like big. Big markets. Yeah. I'll co- I will compare it though to uh, I'll say like um, the Olympics for the NBA, like or not NBA, NHL. Idiot. No, um, Olympics for basketball, where you have these teams coming in with the biggest star powers. Uh, for example, was it what year was it uh, before the Redeem team? Was it oh uh, or oh four? It was oh four. Oh four. Yeah, when they lost immediately, like you when see LeBron these, was there. Yeah, yeah, you see these teams that have all these star power, like you know, have all these star powers, but they've never played together, which has been one of the biggest issues. Is it's kind of just throwing lumps together, and maybe they're talented, but they have no continuity compared to some of these teams that have played together for years. Kind of like uh, in that Olympics where like Spain and stuff have been playing, you know, ten years with each other and actually have. I guess compatibility have kind of a locker room presence in that sense. So I think that's been like the Dodgers and some of these bigger teams haven't won a lot even with all this talent. I think that's one of the biggest reasons is you know yeah. You're just throwing also, stars baseball together. is such a hard game. So yeah. yeah, you could have all that talent, and if everybody doesn't click, come October, yep, like it's not going to matter. Oh, which I, is I, a great thing for the sport because if not, happen. you could pretty much predict who's going to win every year because there's no yep. salary cap. Yeah. No, I, I definitely agree. It's baseball is a lot harder in that sense. Uh, or <coughs> in a four game series, it's very. Or in a seven game series, it's very unpredictable. Anyone can win four games out there. Um, any baseball team, if they get hot at the right time, something like football, I think it's more guaranteed because you have a full sixty minute game out there. You know, yeah, with and it's one and done. Yeah, so, so the better team's gonna win that day. Yeah, and then nobody disputes that. Hmm? Nobody's dispute like if a number one seed gets upset. Nobody disputes that they were the worst team because it was one and done, yep. which is kind of annoying. Like, obviously, the Dallas Cowboys have a better football team than the Green Bay Packers. I think Dak loses. Just not that day. I think Dak loses 6 out of 10. <laughs> yeah. I can feel but like, the, my I, point, you know what I mean? Yeah, I can feel the Trey Lance um, era in Dallas coming up soon. I think Dak Prescott just go be like a Sucks. chef or something. Just, just <laughs> chef. Yeah, you, you can't cook on a football field. We'll see what he can do in the kitchen. If there's anything this show is going to go down uh, swinging with is that Dak Prescott is awful in the postseason. Yeah, like I feel, I feel like by, come graduation time, we just have to have like a two-hour-long just Dak Prescott hate conference. The roast of <laughs> Dak Prescott. The roast of Dak Prescott. We yeah. can bring him on here. Yeah, we'll call him. I'll yeah. get a hold of him. Yeah. Yeah. got his number. We can just rip into him. Call Jerry, too. Get him on here. Yeah, get Jerry <laughs> on the phone. McCarthy. Um... So yeah, I don't know. Any more opinions on that though? I I just think that just the game as a whole just doesn't feel as it once did. Yeah, yeah. Just not real excited. I'm more excited for WrestleMania. WrestleMania, yeah. Uh, yeah. I don't know if it. I don't know if they rode in the story that way or not, but it turned out good. I, I mean, I love it. Yeah. Triple yeah. H is already one Booker of the Year, and it's February, so. <laughs> Have they announced MVP yet? I, I'm just going to No, assume. they just announced McCaffrey no. Offensive yeah. Player of the Year. And ah, which means MVP. I don't want to make Higgs Oh, they just yet. announced another. 2023 Angry Run of the Year goes to Jay Najee Moore? Harris. Oh. Actually, oh, okay. yeah, that makes sense. He got Versus the Seattle. I didn't know they were doing Angry I, Run of the Year. I don't know if you, if you guys know this, but Assistant Coach of the Year went to Brown's Defensive Coordinator. Jim oh, Schwartz. yeah, the Browns get every award tonight. We'll talk about that later. <laughs> yeah, we'll talk about them, you know, their playoffs against uh, Houston. Yeah. Good effort. I, say, I know it's a regular season award, but your coach of the year lost to their coach of the year. Yeah, <laughs> that badly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they got killed by him, and you're saying that he mm, – I don't know. I, I I don't think it should be a regular season award if the team makes the playoffs. Like, that should count towards your status of the award. If you get bounced immediately, I think – like, if you go in there and you put up an absolute stinker, you should just be done. Yeah. I don't know. So, yeah, Offensive Player of the Year, Christian McCaffrey – 
Yeah. Totally agree. I I I, I we concur, knew it would yeah. happen. I I don't know. I've said before. I keep saying I don't know, but I have said before that I think that it should be uh, non QB MVP at this point because yeah. that's what offensive player of the year is, and I think that they should just give two MVPs, give the quarterback, and then give the any other offensive player because otherwise it's every player or every quarterback gets that award over and over. Yeah. I mean, no receiver has ever won it, which is crazy. Yeah. Wild. You didn't even have Jerry Rice win any of them. So. I mean, AB probably deserved one. At one Megatron point. at one point probably. You took him off some of those Lions teams. Yeah. <laughs> um. Yeah. Stefanski uh, named Coach of the Year. Uh, opinions Ooh. there. Just ridiculous. He's he was good for what he had. Don't get me wrong, but I. Uh, D'Amico Ryan's was a first year head coach. That's yeah. Saying. With the team that had the number two overall pick. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Or number one, and they traded it right. Uh, yes, yes, they traded. They it traded to, it to Carolina. Carolina, who got right? No, the, or the, the Bears, Bears did. So the Carolina. Houston had number two. Yeah, and they traded like, up for three. And then they go what? They went. They won eleven games or twelve. I think eleven. And then they stomped the Browns. Yeah, they stomped the Browns. Uh, Steve Shroud came out there immediately, or you know, doing great. You had, uh, you know, obviously won the AFC the South. Yeah, uh, defensive rookie of the year was Will Anderson, which I'll get more into that. I don't quite agree with that one exactly. Yeah. But um, I still think he's an absolute stud. But they Great completely player. turned around the culture there and brought in players. You got Dalton Schultz, step in, brought in some of the lower, like good talent, uh, lower like recognition, like players. Dalton Schultz being one of them. Uh, you had Tank Dell come in, obviously. Nico Collins stud. had Nico a great Collins. year. Um, you had Devin Singletary come in, and Singletary. with Pierce getting hurt, Singletary, great player, mm-hmm. uh, Bills legend. So I feel like. Bill's legend. Just what he did in the turnaround, I think it was more than Stefanski. Even though Stefanski did do very well with what he had, I don't think it compares to the turnaround with a team that was kind of a laughing stock last year uh, in yeah. tank bowl conversations. I mean, they got the number two pick on a because they had a Hail Mary successfully. Yeah. Yeah, I so. agree. I don't disagree. I mean, Stefanski did a good job, yes. but comparable to to what, tax, what the Texans did, I, I just can't imagine D'Amico Ryan not winning. Yep. Yeah, and then what annoys me is the argument from fans anyway is like it's like the whole voters fatigue thing like you can't win an award more than once that whole argument Stefanski's already won coach of the year and he's gonna win it again but like TJ Watt's not allowed to win defensive player of the year more than once oh here he goes yeah yeah uh, we'll, we'll get into that in, uh, we'll, because that'll be the long run I'll, let's let's cover up the offensive rookie and to defensive our viewers, rookie to our viewers Higley is foaming at the mouth yeah, to talk yeah, about that it's like a rat out here <laughs> but uh, CJ Stroud uh, do you guys agree with CJ Stroud I personally don't I think he's a great player great rookie future most years yeah I do but Puka Nakua broke a NFL rookie record that cannot be um understated enough like Puka Nakua probably deserves this award. I don't know. It, it comes down to like that also being a key. Actually, he broke two rookie records at yeah. wide receiver. It, it comes down to it. It's like every time there's a quarterback and he does something good, it's, it doesn't matter what anyone else does. And that's kind of what – like Puka did anything he could. He came in – what was he, sixth-round pick? Fifth. or fifth sixth. Yeah, he might have been sixth. I don't even remember. Yeah. Fifth or sixth. It was a day like, three pick. Yeah, still a day three pick. From Turned himself BYU. into a top ten receiver in the league. Yeah, yeah broke, broke multiple records, and he didn't win it. He got two votes. Yeah. And I – I don't know. I just don't agree with that. I think it's easy. It's, it's easier. Oh, wow. Sorry to interrupt. DeMar Hamlin did not win comeback player of the year. Neither did Baker Mayfield. Joe Flacco. Joe Flacco. Because it is a Browns award yeah. night. We have to give it to the Cleveland Brown. I just. Shout out to the Browns. You guys played Browns. really Great well in the wild card yeah, game. I'm really glad you got bounced. I'm glad Flacco and it, his regular season award got it. In my opinion, sorry, ranting a little bit, Baker came in, everyone wrote Baker off, led him to the playoffs in his first year, won a playoff game against the Eagles. But I concur. Um, yeah. Yeah. Almost beat the Lions. Back to Puka really quick. I do think he got snubbed a little bit. I think it's easier for a quarterback to come in and make a big change as a quarterback, and I think that's why um, Stroud got it. But I feel like Puka Nakua is the reason, the biggest reason that the Rams made it to the playoffs, first of all, and had an okay season. Yeah, I mean, Puka came in and unseated Cooper Cup as their number one wide receiver. Yeah. As a rookie, as a day three pick. Catch that save the franchise. Insane. Save no. the franchise. Save the franchise. <laughs> That's an inside joke. He didn't actually save the franchise. But, but. I – no, it's – I don't know. I 
I can see uh, this one. I'm not as mad about. Yeah, just because yeah. I could see both sides, and I really like CJ Stroud. He just seems I, like a good guy. Great I do player. Like him too, yeah. Um, speaking of which, uh, great player, uh, Cam Hayward. Great guy too. Walter uh, Payton, man of the year. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm pretty happy for Cam. He's he's been on the finalist uh, panel for like four or five years in a row now. I honestly think Miles Garrett should have won it though, because it is a well. He had. All, I actually there's a funny tweet about that. <laughs> I can't remember exactly what it said, but it pretty much said like Miles Garrett had uh, higher communities almost served win rate, so <laughs> he should have won it over Cam Hayward. Um, what's the other? Oh, uh, defensive rookie of the year, Will Anderson. I think Jalen Carter or Witherspoon might have been a better pick there, and I think Will Anderson's gonna be really good. But I also think it was kind of like oh, Texans will give him both kind of the narrative there. Uh, well, they should have given it to whoever the Browns had on defense as a rookie because <laughs> they've won everything tonight. Well, JOK got voted uh, fit, uh, fits of the year, so yeah. I don't know if you saw that. He had the best outfits all year, so who did? Uh, JOK. Oh yeah, he would too because he's a Brown. He is a Brown. He did Cleveland have, Brown. Yeah, sorry. Notre Dame legend though. Yeah, <laughs> but um, whatever. Uh, Him and Kyle Hamilton can go kick rocks right now. Okay, I'm gonna. I'll sit here. I'll, I'll lean back. And I'll let you have the stage if you want to talk about TJ Watt and my. I, I don't yeah, really want yeah. to go on, off on, on, too much put, because me, I'm just so sick of the NFL right now. Let me get comfortable, Higgs. Dude. Okay, go ahead. It's, it's, it really shouldn't even be a conversation if we're being serious. TJ led in every stat category by far. Miles Garrett, the first ever Defensive Player of the Year award winner, that did not lead in any of the five major categories for an edge rusher. Well, he did win in games of peekaboo played on the sideline. He did. He also won in boo I scared yous <laughs> and almost sacks. <laughs> almost killed a man too last year, but or he also assaulted ago, sorry, my uh, was, Mason Rudolph yeah. on the head. Yeah, in regular season award. <laughs> <laughs> is it like? Tell me how stupid that is. He he didn't lead in any of the ma- uh, five major categories, and he won Defensive Player of the Year. As much okay, I'll I'll put this out here. PFF is a lot of that, and as much as I think PFF can be great for like getting like a scale on players, uh, it's really bad on some of them as well, where they have some of these defensive linemen rated higher with you know almost gotcha hurries uh, hurry ups things like that. But it's really bad with when it comes to corners. If any catch is made, they could lock them up 20 times in a game. If one catch is made on them, it's like, oh, well, they gave up 20 yards that game. It's So I think corners it's really bad on. Offensive linemen can be really bad on gauging. Um, quarterbacks are normally pretty accurate, but anything else but that is – and receivers are pretty accurate. But, like, also linebackers. I like Dodson. Had a great year. He was rated the second-best PFF linebacker in the league. I'm looking at this right now. Okay. The argument from PFF is Miles Garrett had a better pass rush win rate. You know what the total pressures were combined to each other? Uh-huh. Miles Garrett had 37 total pressures. TJ Watt had 50. What's the TFLs? TJ Watt had 19 TFLs. Miles Garrett had 17. Yeah, I thought he had more there. I know he had more 19 sacks. to 14 in the sack department. Yeah. Watt hit the quarterback 36 times. Garrett hit him 30. They both had four forced fumbles. Yep. Watt had a pick. Watt had a touchdown. Garrett didn't have either. I thought so. Hey, that's just a robbery. I, I don't get it. I, I If you're the best player, you're the best player. If you take Miles Garrett off the Browns, they have a good defense. If you take TJ Watt off the Steelers. They're 1-11. They're, yeah, they're in shambles. If you're talking, telling me defensive player of the year, the most valuable defensive player, it's TJ Watt all day. and I would I, Every year. I like Miles Garrett. He's a good player. He's a great player. He is not TJ Watt right now. Yeah. And if, even if you say he is, the year didn't show that. The stats didn't show that. It, you, uh, these advanced statistics sometimes go too far. Yeah, maybe. Because they're maybe. talking about the advanced statistics <laughs> Keep going. so far to where, like, they're saying this obnoxious, egregious, wrong statements just to, just for the sake of backing up their stat that they created. Yeah. It's annoying. I love advanced statistics on sports, but at, at one point, I feel like what's been lost is the eye test. What you're watching and seeing in the game is what should actually matter. Like, real stats have to hold as much, if not more, value, you would yeah. think. Like you can you can put together these advanced stats, and I love looking at them, and I, I love just analyzing, you know, and seeing, like, oh, he did this, he did this. Pressures, they're important, okay? But at the end of the but day... But, like, what had more pressures? That's what I'm saying. By 13! Yeah, I know. More sacks, more... What I'm saying, though, is just in general, some of these advanced stats that people are going so far to overlook actual stats for that. Yeah. Like, I don't know. And the the, the thing that annoys me the most, and then I'm done, this is the the thing that pisses me off about this argument the most, is that T.J. Watt should have three Defensive Player of the Year awards already, 
He only has one. If he has three, he's already on pace and in the conversation to be the greatest defensive player of all time. And he totally deserves that recognition, but he only has one defensive player of the year because of the voters. Maybe, just maybe, they're saving him for the MVP. Because honestly, <laughs> yeah. he without without him, the Steelers would be in shambles. I actually kind of agree. I I, 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 I mean, like I'm watching <laughs> it every week. I totally agree. He's the one player that if you take him off, like I knew going in there, like, the Bill Steelers, I was nervous because we were playing you, but I was always like, there's no T.J. Watt. And that without T.J. Watt, the team's not the same. No. And uh, I don't know. It makes me mad. Um, anything else to add to that? Are you Just popping like, off so Can't much? wait to sweep them again next year. We didn't sweep them this year because we had Kenny Pickett. But we own that team. We have always owned that franchise. The Rooney family literally purchased the Browns when they became a team again. Yeah, they're probably- Can't wait to play them again next year. Hopefully Watson's back because you decided to pay him $60 million a year. Do you guys want the Hall of Fame class real quick? Yeah, I only saw a couple names. I know Hester's in. Andre Johnson made it. Which, come on, bro. That makes me mad, too, because they've left Heinz Ward off the finalist ballot for, like, four years. And they're going to put Andre Johnson in, who was maybe the same plane, if not a plane or a tier, if not the same tier down as Heinz Ward was. I will argue with you here. Heinz Ward definitely deserved to be on the finalist ballot and make it, but I will say Andre Johnson, I do think, deserved it. I think he is very Oh, I didn't say Yeah, he definitely deserves it, but so does Heinz Ward, bro. Yeah. It's ridiculous. Hester, uh, Hester, I'm glad to see a special player or special teams player get in because he wasn't much of a receiver, but do you think that'll have, like, Cordero Patterson end up getting in? I think Patterson will get in, which is also, like, how can you have – Devin Hester and Cordero Patterson in the Hall of Fame, but not Heinz Ward. I mean, Steve like, Tasker's not on there, and he's arguably one of the greatest special teamers exactly. as a Bills fan. They'll put Matthew Slater in because he got Pro Bowl nods, and then they won't put Heinz Ward in. Yeah. Uh, Dwight Freeney made it. Good on him. Good player. He Patrick deserves Willis. It. He deserves it, too. Good guy. Julius Peppers. I didn't realize Peppers deserves that it. Long. Good guy. Uh, Randy Gratishar. But not Heinz Ward. Steve McMichael. But not Heinz Ward. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm, I'm a casual in the sense where I was probably negative thirty when these guys played, so I can't really say much on they that. They put who, who's the dude from Dallas? They put in because he was whining. The oh. old dude from the seventies. Yeah, yeah. Oh my goodness, what was his name, dude? Number eighty-eight before Michael Irvin. Oh, I know who didn't make it though. Antonio Gates did not make it. Yeah, that's that a, is that, ridiculous. A, but Devin Hester got that. in. Yeah, that's a travesty. Antonio, Best tight end of all time, stat-wise. Antonio Gates is probably top two and not two in the tight end category. Some of the players that were snubbed this year, Heinz Ward, uh, Antonio. Oh, it was Drew Pearson that I was talking about. He got in as a 1970s wide receiver, but Heinz Ward is the all-time leading receiver in Steelers history, and he didn't get in. Yeah. <laughs> Over 12,000, 12, 13,000 receiving yards? Antonio Gates, uh, Heinz Ward, Torrey Holt, Fred Taylor, um... Tory Holt deserves it too. Yeah, but Drew Pearson got in. Whoa! How long did it take for Andre Reed to get inducted? I I think it was a ridiculous. Like Jerome Bettis wasn't even first ballot. Like the when he retired, he was the fifth all-time leading rusher in the history of the NFL. Voters in anything ever are just so stupid. Award voters, yeah, Hall of Fame voters, especially in baseball, they suck. There's no reason Billy Wagner sad. shouldn't have gotten in the Hall Just of Fame. Just like some of small market, too. Uh, Andre Reed retired in 2001. He got in the Hall of Fame in 2014. Took 13 yeah, years. Yeah, and it's a five-year grace period, so yeah, he took him. When he retired, it took uh, – or he was second all-time in career receptions. Which is crazy. In top that he five in receiving I'm kind of just waiting for Plastico Burris to be inducted as well. Yeah, before Heinz Ward. <laughs> I mean, dude, throw – Victor and then Cruz. They're not going to – I know, like, stuff off the field, but now they're not going to throw Antonio Brown in. Yeah, and if you're if we're talking on the field, Antonio Brown at his peak, like, and even so, his stats are Hall of Fame worthy. Well, yeah. Hall of Fame, I think they're taking into account everything on and off the field throughout his. They career. do in baseball, but it's on the criteria for the voting in baseball. It's not for football because OJ's mm. still in, and they voted oh, for Ray Lewis. Oh, I forgot about OJ. And yeah, mm. notorious good guy. Yeah. Uh, no, I I don't know. I, I don't agree with some of that either, just the Hall of Fame voting. But I, I will say, at least it's, this one's very hard to get into. Basketball's too lenient. Yeah. Basketball's Yao just, Ming? I, I don't even pay attention to that. <laughs> Yao Ming's in the Hall of Fame? He played nine years. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. But uh, 
I was hurt. I actually, th- I think I know more about the college basketball Hall of Fame than the NBA. Well, Hall it's of Fame. more um, integrity anyway. Yeah. There, I don't know. Do you, somebody, I feel like to make it, you have to be like one of the best at your positions. I think. I mean, there are these longevity guys. I think Frank Gore is the best one you can think of. Drew um, Pearson's in the Hall of Fame. Is Frank Gore not in the Hall of Fame yet? No, he's, he's not just eligible. Retired, okay, yeah. okay, he will be like two years ago. But what I'm saying is like someone like Antonio Brown was the be- at top three at his position for five years at least. And yeah, probably, he was probably one for yeah, three years. That's what I'm saying. You could argue he was the best receiver for three years. I think he was three or four years the best receiver in the league. And uh, I feel like if you're that good at your peak, uh, you should make it. Yeah. Hundred percent. Drew Pearson's in the Hall of Fame, guys. What are we talking about? <laughs> like, come on! I am loving this. This is an awesome episode so far. We didn't have much to come in to talk about, but we're yeah. oh, we're, we're making we're, we're making we're stuff making to talk about. Oh my God, Lamar Jackson wins MVP. I am so proud of him. In the worst year for uh, for quarterbacks, in my opinion, he has how many playoff wins? Maybe three right now. Yeah, uh, three playoff wins. Uh, Congratulations to him. I'm glad that he choked in the playoffs again. I'm glad he can get in with less than 30 touchdowns. 11 fumbles on the year. No one talks about that because uh, fumbles don't count as turnovers, only interceptions. Um, I'm just hating a little bit, but I think that it was a Rightfully ter- so. yeah. terrible quarterback year. I mean, I'm Dude! Not, yeah, I'm okay, not, I'm, I'm sorry. I'm going to say this one more time. God, crank it. Drew Pearson had 7,822 <laughs> career receiving yards, three Pro Bowls. He's in the Hall of Fame. Stop. The Hall of Fame does not matter. <laughs> I, 48 career touchdowns. I do think Lamar Jackson, I mean, he had a good. <laughs> read that off. Read it. On the mic. Here, I'll read it. Give me <laughs> it. I just told you we'll, Drew we'll, Pearson's We'll go stats. back to L- Lamar Jackson. 200, through 217 games, 1,000 yard receiving. No, I'm thousand sorry. 1,000 catches. 1,000 catches. 85 touchdowns. In 12,083 yards. For Heinz Ward. But Drew Pearson's in the damn Hall of Fame. I will say Joe Namath had 173 touchdowns, 220 interceptions. And he's in the Hall of Fame. <laughs> but not like... He's considered the all-time greatest, like... New York Jet, which yeah. says a lot about that franchise, because he sucks, too. <laughs> I don't think Joe Namath... Dude, play, get plenty no, of plumbers, it, dude. You know, he was a system quarterback as well. Oh, 100%. <laughs> he, had, he had everything around him, and he just... Uh, I don't know. I mean, I'd love to play in the NFL in the 60s. I probably could have. I don't know. Game on the line. You're talking game on the line. Take the final shot. I'm taking Auto Graham. Auto Graham. Dude, Johnny <laughs> Unitas was the best give me, in that era. Give me Dick Buckus in the end zone. <laughs> yeah. Rest Actually, Auto Graham was that guy, kind of. I'm not going to lie. I mean, at least the stats show. Like, why is Drew Pearson in the Hall of Fame? I'm so mad about that. We need to – Drew Pearson, we're calling you out to be on the podcast Drew Pearson, next week. Drew Pearson, Dude, and he was the one that was crying about it. Remember he was whining that he wasn't in the Hall of Fame? Dude, you have less than 8,000 career receiving yards, less than 50 career touchdowns. Drew Pearson, if you're listening to this, get in contact with our show. Um, we need to have answers here. Or we can just have a live fight on the air. <laughs> get you in the WWE ring. Anyway, sorry. So fired up. Lamar Jackson, I feel like – through this year, regular season deserved it. I mean, he's a two-time MVP now. Honestly, if he doesn't even win a Super Bowl, he'll probably get into the Hall of Fame now. Yeah, because he's not Heinz Ward. He's not a Steeler. <laughs> no, this is the rant episode. I'm tired of you being calm. I'm going in. And I'm saying. Oh, the, go ahead. No, Lamar Jackson. I'm sick of it. Congratulations. He's a good quarterback. You rush eight guys. He completely folds. He, Lamar Jackson is not a top three quarterback in the NFL. I'm sorry. I said it. <laughs> I'm tired of the narrative. I get it. Congratulations. What'd he do in the playoffs? He folded again. He was like, oh, they call me a running back. I won't run at all. Use what you're good at, man. I'm so – he he won a, his first MVP, poverty. His second MVP, poverty. People are saying, oh, I'd rather have him than Josh Allen. No. I well, if you would rather have him than Josh Allen, then you have no business being a general manager ever. Yeah. Congrats. You shouldn't even buy Madden. Because that's like that's bad. I'm glad I'm glad his top three defense, you know, a top three defense that gave him the ball, you know, consistently didn't allow any points. Really scored all them touchdowns for. He didn't even score that many touchdowns. His stat not as many as Allen. Or there's probably more quarterbacks. Brock Purdy had a better stat line. Dak Prescott had a better stat line. Which says a lot because we don't like Dak Prescott. (laughs) No, but you're throwing (laughs) Lamar Jackson out there in the worst quarterback year, and you're saying it was the last three games. They were like, oh, he has some big wins. He lost to the. He got swept by the Steelers this year. Which, all right, chill out. But like, 
I get what you're saying. Yes. If you would have told me that I was going to be the calmest person in this room. Oh, water <laughs> bottles flying. If you would have told me I, I would have been the calmest person in this room, I would have called you nuts. And I would have said you had to go to a mental ward. <laughs> That's a shot at Heinz Ward. For not being all, <laughs> Best blocking receiver of all time also, by the way. <laughs> this is me just as a complete Josh Allen stand. I get you had the picks, but come on. You have to throw fumbles in there. And you, you can't just look at every stat and be like, well – you know, it doesn't matter because he did this and this. He didn't do that much this season, no, truthfully. He I, has the best defense in football, that, so he has the most opportunities, and he still It's another player where it's like have they pull so many advanced statistics and don't look at it in the baseline. Then as soon as you bring in these actual stats, they're like, well, if you watch the game, it's a lot different. He starts with the ball at the 30-yard line so he can score. Stats are part of what you're actually watching on the field. He had 3,600 passing yards and 24 <laughs> touchdown passes. And he won an MVP as a quarterback. Yeah, Josh, I will say he Josh, didn't even rush for a thousand yards. If that's your argument, Josh Allen had a forty-five touchdown season. Okay, over four thousand yards. Didn't win MVP because Aaron Rodgers had fifty touchdowns, I believe, in like five picks. That's the competition. Then this year you have a quarterback thrown for three thousand yards. Dude, he had eight hundred rushing yards and five rushing touchdowns. So he had twenty-nine total touchdowns. One who broke the rushing touchdown record. Probably Josh Allen this year. Josh Allen and Jalen Hurts. Both have 15. Lamar had 29 total touchdowns. Yeah. Allen had 29 passing touchdowns. Plus 15 rushing. If what are we even talking about? If you're talk- this is the same thing as Miles Garrett. Same thing. Turnovers don't matter. Okay, I will say, if you're talking these advanced stats, Allen at 18 picks, he's arm-punting it. I- I'm being real. He's taking Dude, it- I watched a video of every one of his picks. At least 10 of them were arm-punts. It's because he's like, oh, it's third down. I'll give someone a shot instead of, oh, it's third down. I'm going to throw it out of bounds. That's equally just as bad, in my opinion. Yeah, I mean, it's. Pr- I mean, you're well, giving them a shot to return a punt. Also not great when you don't trust your punter to snap a hamstring. <laughs> yeah. I, I think, uh, honestly, if Allen doesn't finish with an MVP in his career, I think it's a tragedy. I think Roger Goodell should be fired. I think he should, be res- I think he should resign right now to save football. But, you know what, I'll go off a little bit. Yeah, you know, yeah, let's do it. Come on. Yeah. This is ridiculous. Josh Allen, the people in Buffalo, too, by the way, if if you want to see Josh Allen leave the Buffalo Bills, you want to see the Bills die. He's the hey, only Chris thing. Mattoon. Chris Mattoon. At Chris Mattoon, what are you thinking, man? He's the only thing that's keeping the Buffalo Bills at like floating, barely floating, if you'll have it. But like, oh, I'll have it. I mean, James. Let James Cook. He he had a he- heck of a year. But as we said, but too, the Buffalo Bills are valuable. Josh Allen. The, but they are Josh Allen. I, Josh I, Allen is to the Bills as T.J. Watt is to the Steelers. Yeah. I, I mean, I don't know. I I'll say this too. And you know what? It's it's kind of it. Go ahead. It's kind of like. It's kind of like that when we get in the playoffs. The Bills when they get in the playoffs. You just meet Patrick Mahomes and you crumble. You got to find a way to sh- just shut him down. Because yep. that's the other thing I'll go off about him and. I mean, Allen played a very good football game. <laughs> a very good football game, and you know, I don't know. I can't even think. I'm I mean, sorry. when you're criticizing a guy for not making one throw the entire game, he got riled up there. It says a lot about how good of a game he played. Yeah, and he didn't even throw a pick on the play. It just was an incomplete pass because he got destroyed by a yeah. defensive end. I will say this too. I'm defending Josh Allen, and you know how I feel about the Bills and how I feel about Josh Allen. That is all I have to say. Not a fan, but he was so much better than Lamar Jackson this year. As yeah. as much as I don't like this guy either, Brock Purdy was just as good, if not better. I okay. think he was yeah, better. Okay. 3,600 passing yards wins you an MVP. I, will say this. I could throw for 3,600 passing yards I will, in the NFL. I will say this. I like Lamar Jackson as a guy. No. And- <laughs> okay, he's a good guy. He's not. A good guy. He's not. I personally think he's a good guy. I like Lamar Jackson as a guy, but I think look, the NFL's for the casuals. You're looking back in ten years, and you're gonna be like, he won two MVPs. It's the Derrick Rose MVP. That's what's going on right now. I, he didn't deserve it. Yeah, Love Derrick Rose. At, at the time, I was like, yeah, Derrick Rose. Is, he did not deserve. I'm a Bulls fan and don't think he deserved. LeBron it. averaged like thirty a game that year. Derrick Rose had twenty two points that year, I believe. Points per game. I, I'm just saying, it's it, looking back. Look at Steve. I'll fact check that. By the Steve way, Steve Nash won back to back. His first one, maybe his second one. No, no, he averaged less than twenty points a game. That's what I'm saying. But it's just you. You look back on these, and I think it's going to be the same with these Lamar MVPs. It's because he's winning in the worst years, and it, it, people are justifying it like, oh, he's you know these generations. So he TV. averaged twenty five a game that year. But I want to look at what LeBron averaged that year. 
So that was ten uh, eleven. Well, I'm glad we all got. He averaged yelling twenty seven points a game. All these attention. Um, with better rebounding yeah. stats. How's the wife, guys? Yeah, you know, good, she's good. all right. Yeah. Good. Yeah, me too. Yeah. Shout she's out to. Well. Uh, do you know who M Dog? Shout out M Dog. My M Dog as well. Yeah. <laughs> Shout out uh, my M Dog as well. Uh, <laughs> uh yeah. Why dog? <laughs> Why dog? That's kind of sick, though. Yeah. But um, yeah. Shout out, shout out, Mara Rush. Uh, for me, of course, the yep. goat. Uh, <laughs> avid non-listener of the show. Avid non-listener. Yulia Kareba, uh, Brandon's boo thing. Avid, avid non-listener as well. <laughs> yeah, Madison Shanahan uh, has never even heard of this thing, so <laughs> you gotta get her right. Yeah. No, that's unacceptable. No. Okay. So yeah. Yeah. Um, some Zen. We can breathe for a minute. Yeah. Let's all take a deep breath. Yeah. yeah. Well. I mean, I'm just so upset. The NFL sucks, man. <laughs> and I wish it was run better because it's great, but it's not at the same time. Um, we'll, just, we'll, just, we'll get into some uh, some NBA trades real quick, and then we'll, then we'll call it good. We'll go home, take a little nap. Uh, Friday classes, I have none. I don't know about you guys. but Three. Three, yeah. It is, it is what it is. Um, Bucks, they got uh, Pat Bev for uh, Cameron Payne, the 2027 uh, second round how good is Cameron Payne these days? Like six points a game. The, that's the Bucks? Did you that's say the Bucks got Pat Bev? Yeah. I oh. think that's a, good for them just for the defense. No, that's the an offers. L for the uh, Sixers, I meant. Sorry. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I think that it's good for them. I know Pat Bev's 35, but, I mean, it, at this point. Like, Great leader. They they lost a lot of defense uh, with the whole um, Lillard trade. And, yeah. He brings a lot more to the table than stats. Yes. I will say that. I, I definitely agree with that. Uh, Drew Holiday played defense. Um, yeah, he did. He was very good at it. And that, yeah. So that that's been one of their biggest problems. I mean, there's no defense played anymore, regardless. But come playoff time, you want a guy like Pat Bev on that team. Yeah, so I think that that's good for them. Uh, the Pacers. I don't know if you saw this. Buddy Heald to the he Sixers. Did. Yeah. Uh, why? I I get it. It was free agency stuff, but try and sign Buddy Heald. You have this young core. You guys are winning games. You know you. Yeah. And he's been there a minute, too. Yeah, build around Halliburton, but Buddy Heald's a great shooter. I mean, I Yeah, that's good for the Sixers because that is the one thing I think they lack is, like, a consistent three-point shooter. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think he's going to be a great fit. He might even start there now. Yeah. Um, I think he probably will. If not, he's going to be the sixth man. Yeah. Um, the last one I have is Gordon Hayward. Uh, got traded from Charlotte to um, – the Thunder. I didn't even see that. Yeah. Uh, for Bertans, Trey Mann, Misich, and draft compensation. It didn't Is Trey Mann good anymore? Trey Mann's a good defender. But Gordon Hayward has veteran leadership. I think that will add. He's been 15 points per game for the Hornets. So, I mean, he's nothing. I won't say he's anything special right now, but he definitely adds a good need to them. So, I think that's Thunder. What about Bertans? I, I'm not really up on the NBA. So, uh-huh. I will say. I'm Bertans, though. Yeah, right. Bertans is awful nowadays. So. Yeah, I mean, that's a pretty good deal for uh, Charlotte, I'll say. Mm-hmm. I'm not Charlotte. Sorry. Yeah, Thunder. OKC. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I'm looking up Bertans. I can't find his stats. 2.9 points per game. I found about 10 pictures of his wife. So I'm not oh, sure okay. Where we're at. Yeah. Did you just search Davis Bertans' wife? Well, it's, it, I I have it in Ukraine on my phone, so I clicked on this, and it just took me to his wife. So shout out uh, Anna Soinka. Nice. Sonka, yeah. Shout out. Um, Yeah. I don't know. I ran a lot today. I don't know if I have much more to say, really. Uh, if you guys want to go off on something, just I mean, let me Lamar know. Jackson is now the 11th player to win multiple MVP awards. Yeah. And I don't think either season that he won MVP was anything special. Crown right? him. Just unfortunate. Like, he's on the same list now as Tom Brady, Aaron Rodgers, Peyton Manning, Jim Brown, Brett Favre, Johnny Unitas. Pat Mahomes, Joe Montana, Steve Young, Kurt Warner, all NFL he legends. He doesn't compare to any of those guys. No, not even close. <laughs> not even Johnny Unitas. No. Uh, uh, what was I? Who won? Well, offense? probably Johnny Unitas. Actually, but. Baker. Was it Baker that won Rookie of the Year that year? Oh man, I think so. Yeah, it was he did. Baker. He had he a did. great rookie year. Yep. Yeah. Um, Josh Allen, to be fair, didn't start until late and didn't really bloom until later. Um. Who? No, Trey White was the year before. He got robbed by Lattimore. Yeah, which Latt- I yeah I remember that. Lattimore that had one more pick. Uh, Trey White had about ten more passes defended. Yeah. So, yeah, that's where we're at there. Um, 
Yeah. Uh, go really A State baseball. Yeah. yeah. Big scrimmage tomorrow at yeah. Finger Lakes Community College. Roll Six piles. p.m. first pitch. So roll piles. Unreal roll lights. piles. Roll piles. Hey, you uh, baseball. Uh, go Saxons. Uh, no, I'm not going to say that, but I wish <laughs> you guys the best. I appreciate that. <laughs> Well, um, yeah. Now with Coach Higley out there, I think feel like that. The, oh, it's over. The I'd analytics say, game is I, crazy. I think uh, Coach Higley has been doing a great job. Uh-huh. I think we're moving in the right direction, <laughs> and I think he's moving in the right path. Do you know who my little league coach was at one point? Coach Higley. Coach Higley, really? Not me, but no. oh, oh, Coach Todd Higley. Coach Todd. Yeah. Higley. Shout out to Coach T. I I miss you. I can't wait to see you tomorrow. It's gonna yeah. be awesome. He I miss the there. Todd Father. Gramps will be there. Gramps. Wendy will be there. Wendy. Wendy, really? Yeah. First grade teacher, Wendy. Yep. <laughs> Wendy Higley. A lot of history in that family. Oh, oh! What did she make me the, the one time? It was Buffalo something. I can't remember. Oh, what? Your your mom made me a the one time I came over. Made oh, some... chicken wing dip. No no no, 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 no. Oh my goodness, bacon ranch pasta. Bacon mm. ranch yeah, pasta. That's mm. what it was. So it goes good. crazy. Shout out! I want so some more bacon ranch. Yeah. I can taste it. I can taste it. <laughs> Met Wendy in a subway uh, line. Yeah, uh, the mobile subway. The mo- the mobile subway here in Alfred and. Just, just a great person. I can see where Higley gets his dashing good looks from. <laughs> oh, uh, shout out Yulia Kareba uh, for skiing tomorrow. Yeah, I wish you luck. Uh, yeah, good luck, Yules. Yeah, good luck skiing. Uh, ski team captain. So, good luck, uh, man. Shout out to the wife. Um, so yeah, I think that's all I have though. So yeah, go Yanks. Uh, hey, as big you triple start- header this weekend for A State baseball. So. <laughs> yeah. Best of luck to A State baseball. Go Piles. Uh, I think at Murph, you start this. You can finish. I'll us. end it here. Thanks for tuning in, um, all all the listeners out there. Just wrapped up season three, episode two. Stay tuned for season three, episode three. I'm signing out here with Brandon Higley, Nathan King. I'm yours truly, Aiden Murphy. Have a great night. Thank you.